You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Have you ever read a Stephen King book? No. Have you ever seen a Stephen King movie? No. (laughs) Have you ever wanted to? No. The Studio DNA Network presents Sports Yak. Two guys talking sports and stuff like that. And stuff. And other stuff. And now here are your hosts, Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. Take it away, you dopes. And welcome to episode six. It's a brand new episode into the weekend of Sports Yak. Hi there, my name is Corey Mann. I know barely anything about sports, which is why I've asked my co-host, Chuck Freebie, to stop by. He knows more than I do. Hi, kids. Chuck, how are you feeling? We are at the end of week two of this adventure, some would say. It seems to be going well. It seems to be received well. We appreciate the kind... Words and suggestions we've received from a few of our listeners. Uh, Nathan sent us a very nice note yesterday on Twitter. And uh, you received a a little text, I believe, from somebody out in Colorado. Yes, my nephew Kyler says, your podcasts are awesome. Can you tell how many people are listening? I can tell him that our first week there was 125 listens slash downloads. And he said, okay, well, I love it, so keep it up. All right. And the tweet you're referring to, Nathan Kaiser. I listened to a dozen of podcasts as a walking mail carrier. I've got the time, he says. Sports Yak has risen to the top of my charts. You two have a natural chemistry, a blend of sports and pop culture well. Keep sharing the scriptures at the end. God bless your new adventure. Diane writes, love the podcast, BTW. I had to look BTW up. What do you think it stands for, Chuck? Borrow the Winnebago, buy the wagon, brush the whiskers, or bronze the wand? I don't think it means any of those, does it? it? No, it does not. But I felt like my mom in that moment that I had to look it up. Okay. I think it's by the way. Yes. Is it by, do we have BTW is by the way. Okay. Have you ever had to look up anything that your kids sent you? Oh, sure. Do you remember which one? No. No, I don't. I, I do remember in my lifetime, I have said, who's Lowell? Ah, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we'd also like to thank our new one-episode sponsor, Rabbit Wigs. Put that rabbit in a wig. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbit Wigs. <laughs> rabbit Wigs, put that rabbit in a wig. 
Rabbit Wigs. What a moment for number six to go out there, take a knee, and that'll end the night. It's reviewed because it's a turnover, and the clear pick is made as they revamp this secondary. Mayfield and the Browns get the win over the Jets. All right, here we go. Let's kick it off. Browns win for the first time in a really long time. Well, since near the end of the 2016 season, they had a 19-game winless streak. Not a 19-game losing streak because there was a tie in there on opening weekend this year, but a 19-game winless streak. That's the second longest winless streak in NFL history, and it snapped last night Against the New York Jets, 21-17, and of course the big story for Cleveland, not only the win, but how they did it, because it's Baker Mayfield coming off the bench. Tyrod Taylor was worse than awful in the first half for (laughs) Cleveland, and wound up being concussed, allegedly. And Baker Mayfield came off the bench late in the first half, led the Browns on a field goal drive, got the crowd back into it. Browns were down 14-3 at halftime, but they come back to win 21-17, and there is much rejoicing in Cleveland. I only glanced at this. Tell me more about this free beer. So Bud Light had a promotion based on the Browns being winless all last season. They put these machines that were locked with Bud Light in them, and they would be unlocked, and free Bud Light would be distributed to people should the Browns win a football game. Well, there was the tie on opening week. The Browns came close last week, but last night in Cleveland, to add to the revelry, free Bud Light out of those machines, obviously until supplies were exhausted, which probably didn't take long. Did you see any footage or anything? Just I any? have not yet, no. Yeah, we'll have to go looking for that. Let's talk the Bears a little bit. Um, I finally took some time this week to watch highlights from Monday night. Yeah. I kind of liked what I saw as a Bears fan. I would too. I um, was pleasantly surprised by some things. I love this new, uh, what, are, what are we, we, they calling him the defensive? Well, we've dubbed him a defensive sack master. Sack master. Yes. Oh, I like this guy. Khalil Mack who they obtained in a trade with the Raiders. And then the irony of this this week is that John Gruden has said publicly, you know, it's tough to find good sack men in the NFL. Well, you had one, John, and you didn't want to sign him. You didn't want to pay him, and so you traded him away, and the Bears are more than happy to have him. He has been a menace to quarterbacks in the first two games, and that will continue this week as the Bears roll into the desert to take on an Arizona Cardinals team that really isn't that good. So Mitch Trubisky, how long has he been in the NFL? This is his second season, and really hasn't had that much quarterback experience. Only played the one year of college football at North Carolina. He's a youngin. Yes. So he's got a lot to learn, but at the same time he is learning – do I dare say, do I dare make a prediction in episode six, week number three, NFC champs? No. Well, I mean, if you want to make that prediction, you go ahead and do that. I wouldn't, but you go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. If they keep playing the way we saw them play, and Mitch Trubisky, Triscuits, Nabisco. Yes. <laughs> plays the, as, uh, as he continues to get better. That, boy, would that be great. When was the last time the Bears were an NFC champ? 
Well, you'd have to go back to when Lovey Smith was coaching the team and Rex Grossman was the quarterback, and they Ugh. lost to the Colts in the Super Bowl. 2008? Yes. Does that feel about right? Yeah. Let's put Chuck on the spot since we're talking Chicago Bears. Chuck's top five Chicago Bears, either in order or random. Well, I think you have to lead off with Dick Buckus. I think he is the quintessential Chicago Bear. Gale Sayers. I'd put him in the mix. Brian Urlacher. Red Grange, if you want to go into the Wayback Machine. Wow, what what did, what did he do? Well, Red Grange was the galloping ghost, and he was really kind of the first NFL superstar Okay, uh, with the Chicago Bears. And then I have a personal off-the-board favorite because when I was just a wee lad starting to watch the Bears, they okay. were awful. But they had a quarterback named Bobby Douglas. During the 70s, Bobby Douglas could throw a football farther than any quarterback in the NFL. But he was best known for throwing the Bears' game plan out the window. Douglas is the subject of this week's Mavericks and Misfits segment. And Bobby Douglas could throw lasers. In fact, it didn't matter if it was a 5-yard pass or a 50-yard pass. Bobby Douglas had no touch whatsoever. He just threw as hard as he possibly could every time. And he could run, and he was. A lot of people thought he should have been a running back rather than a quarterback. I think he ran for over a thousand yards one season. So Bobby Douglas is kind of my guilty pleasure Chicago Bear. Uh, to add fuel to this fire, I'm going to go with my top five bears in pop culture. Okay, top five bears in pop culture. I'm going to put them in order. I'm going to go with in at number five, Gentle Ben. I, I think he has to be in any list. Can we name the little boy actor? Clint Howard. Very good, Chuck Freeby. I knew I could count on you. I'm going to go Baloo from Jungle Book in at number four. All right. Bear Necessities. Great song. Yes. In at number three, I'm going to go Yogi Bear. Okay. In at number two, I'm going to go Fozzie Bear. Good. Good call. And number one, because it's it's left quite a mark on me. It isn't as iconic as the other ones, but have you seen the bear from The Revenant? No. You've no, never seen that scene of the bear from The Revenant? No. I would encourage you to get on your YouTube machine a little bit later. Okay. Type in the bear, comma, The Revenant, Revenant. and you watch the bear maul Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, now I'm for him. And right there, I'm for the bear if he's mauling Leo. Just when you think Leo. he's done, Chuck Freebie, round two, and it is a mauling. And here's 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 a spoiler alert, kids. It's not a real bear. What? It's not a. It's computer animation. No. But you're going to be so sucked into this moment of mauling that you're going to be like, "Wow, that's a top five pop culture bear moment." I can't believe you haven't seen it. I think it won an Academy Award. I wonder how much they had to pay the bear in Gentle Ben. And what do you pay him in? And was his was his real name Ben or was it something else? And by the way, you've left out Winnie the Pooh? I put him down for an honorable mention. Now, there's been some controversy on the internet in the last couple of weeks. Have you heard really? about this? No. Some are saying Winnie the Pooh is a female. Not true. I know it's not true, but some are some giving some little points of possible evidence no because if you think about it what voiced by brenda vaccaro i mean is, what are we is talking it a male about voice here? or is it the voice of like your old aunt if you really <laughs> listen <laughs> 
Our pal broadcast legend Jim Shorts has a prediction for this weekend's clash with the Bears in Arizona. Hey there, sports fans. You caught me. I was licking pizza sauce off my underpants. It's me, Jimmy Shorts. This pizza from Lito's Pizza out in Countryside is it good. Okay, week number three. The Chicago Bears, that's us. We go down to Arizona and play the Cardinals. Them little red birds, the Cardinals. Arizona's got the home field advantage. Our defense is better. Mac is going to have a wicked week. The matchup quarterback, about the same. Offensively, both teams match up. I'm taking the Chicago Bears to win on the road, beat Arizona, the Cardinals, this week. Now, back to this delicious pizza sauce that's in my underpants. I'm Jimmy Shorts. And once again, we'd like to thank our one episode sponsor, Rabbit Wigs. Put that rabbit in a wig. Rabbit Wigs! Put that rabbit in a wig! Rabbit Wigs. Here's what the critics are saying about the Sports Yak Podcast. Wait, like you can never see what 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 happiness I have in me. Find your happiness with the Sports Yak Podcast wherever you listen or download podcasts. Let's talk college football this weekend. You brought up these quarterbacks this morning for Notre Dame against Wake Forest on Saturday. So noon. B- noon start. Down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, yesterday at his press conference, Brian Kelly noted that Brandon Wimbush and Ian Book have played in every game, and that'll be the case again this week. But he was being rather coy about it because there has been a lot of speculation and rumor that has cropped up in the last 24 to 48 hours that Ian Book might start against Wake Forest, that Ian Book will play a more prominent role against Wake Forest. And, of course, Kelly wasn't going to tip his hand because he doesn't want to get Dave Clawson and the Demon Deacons any extra time to prepare for what he might unload on them. But it would appear that with Wake Forest having the second-worst pass defense in all of college football so far this season, they would be ripe for the picking for an Ian Book to come in because he is the better passer of the two. Let's talk about who's number three because there might be a time when we'll see who's underneath those two guys. Well, especially with the rules now in college football where a freshman can play up to four games and it doesn't count against uh, their eligibility status, they would oh, still be able to be... around? It's brand new. Oh, okay. So there's a young man out of Pennsylvania by the name of Phil Jerkovic, who is the number three quarterback. He's a freshman, and a lot of people are anxious to see him. I saw a little bit of him in practice I wasn't all that impressed with his throwing motion, but he had some great numbers in high school, so he was able to put up numbers there. How will he adjust to the game at the next level? I'm sure Notre Dame would have loved to have been able to play him against Ball State or Vanderbilt, but the problem was they only won those games by eight points and five points, so you're not exactly going to stick the number three quarterback into those games. But certainly, should Wimbush or Book get hurt, we could see a Phil Jerkovic this year. So rewind a second. You're, you're talking about, you, you said something to the effect of rumors in the last 24 to 48 hours. Who would be talking that stuff, and who would they be saying it to that it would get back to people like you and I? Well, for instance, you know, Alizé Mack made the comment in player press conferences Wednesday that they've been throwing the ball a lot more this week. And so... You know, students will talk. The players are not removed from the student body. Players might say something to somebody in the student body. Somebody in the student body calls home and says, hey, by the way, you know. Oh, okay. 
So you're doing a little bit of detective work by what a little bit more throwing in practice. Okay, well, that might mean this person's playing more than this person. Precisely. Okay, I see what you mean there. Uh, On the station that Chuck and I are employed by, you can hear Purdue football and IU. Uh, Talk a little bit about Purdue for this weekend. Purdue takes on number 23, Boston College. Boilermakers still looking for their first win of 2018. Their offense was spectacular last week against Missouri. David Blau threw the ball all over the lot. A lot of people wonder if he'll be the quarterback again this week as the Boilermakers take on the Eagles. Elijah Sindelar was the starter to begin the year. So Jeff Brom has some decisions to make. He also better shore up his defense because it really wasn't very good against Missouri last week. IU. IU is undefeated. What a job Tom Allen has done. You know, we haven't really talked much about this. But Tom Allen took over as the interim coach at IU after there were abuse allegations against his predecessor, Kevin Wilson. And this happened a couple of years ago. And now Tom Allen has the Hoosiers at 3-0, and Michigan State is coming to town, top 25 team. Spartans had that loss in the desert against Arizona State a couple of weeks ago and still smarting from that. And this is the start of the Big Ten season for Indiana. Can they start it off with an upset of a top 25 team and go to 4-0 and and establish some credibility towards perhaps going to a bowl game? Hmm. I asked you this uh, off the air in the other room earlier this morning. I saw an Alabama game, 50 points, and just the level of play that that team has. When you talk about a national championship, more than likely they're in that talk of those four teams in the playoffs. Sure. Can Notre Dame beat Alabama in 2018? No. I, I don't think it would even be close. So when you have the head coach talking about it, it's always the goal is always a national championship. The realistic answer is maybe a playoff game. Well, this, this is what has bothered me about Notre Dame football under the entire Brian Kelly regime. And it's not all his fault. Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director, says the same stuff. And they always talk about the national championship being the goal. And I realize you're, you're trying to talk to your audience, which is your alumni and, and your fan base, and they all want to hear that. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what you want to hear, but I'd also like to hear the truth now and then. And the truth is that Notre Dame right now is not close to Alabama. I'm not sure there are a whole lot of football teams that are. I think college football right now, if you, if you look at that top four, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State. There seems to be a pretty good chasm between that and the rest of college football. I mean, for instance, Stanford is ranked number seven right now, number seven in the country. Uh, Notre Dame is ranked number eight. Do you really think Notre Dame is close to any of those four teams? I know they played Georgia close last year at the stadium. I know they played Clemson close a couple of years ago. But really, the last two national championship games have been Alabama and Clemson. And when do we play Stanford? Next Saturday. Who's oh. we? You and I lining up? When does the Irish play <laughs> the, the trees or whatever? Uh, that's called? next Saturday at the stadium. Night game should be a, a great atmosphere. Uh, you want to give me a uh, forecast for Notre Dame-Wake Forest? I think that's going to be a tight game. You know, the the odds makers in Vegas have set the spread right around 7.5. Let's face it, Notre Dame has had a 5-point win, a 6-point win, an 8-point win. I think this one fills that bill as well. I think it's a, a one-touchdown game, maybe something like 
Football tonight in Indiana. Chuck is a part of the 46th game of the week. Been calling these games for a long time. It is a suit and tie night for you guys. It's going to be a little chillier as the winds kick up here in northern Indiana. And Northwood, ranked number two in Class 4A this week, undefeated on the season at 5-0, and takes on Northridge. Now, Northridge has been the power of the Northern Lakes Conference. They won it without a blemish last year. They finally suffered their first conference loss in their last 10 games last week at the hands of Warsaw. Northridge is a banged-up ball club as they come into this one. Still questions as to whether their quarterback, Julius Graber, will play. They've got a lot of other injuries, too, that could affect them going into this one. They take on a Northwood team that features an All-State candidate in Bronson Yoder. A lot of other weapons. Northwood scoring at a clip of about 45 points a game. And this has developed into a very physical rivalry in Elkhart County. I'd look for that to continue again tonight. Hey, pull back the curtain. This is something we've yet to talk about. What are your parameters for picking your games of the week? I know you. I see behind the scenes, so I see when the schedule comes out that what you've chosen. But how do you choose what you choose? Well, I try to look for what I think will be highly competitive matchups and, and games that will influence. Uh, the conference races, things like that. So I try to look for really good matchups. I also understand that this is a money-making opportunity for the station. And we rely heavily on the advertising that happens in these games. Mm -hmm. So there are certain communities, and, and Northwood is one of them, and I think if anybody has watched our Game of the Week over the years, they've seen Northwood a lot, and they probably wonder, well, why is Northwood on so much? Because... Number one, they've been very consistently good in football. And number two, we've very consistently received a lot of advertising dollars from the community down there. So you look for that marriage right there of good football and advertising dollars. Sometimes it doesn't always come to four, but that's what an ideal matchup is for us. A new segment on the uh, Sports Yak, Chuck. On this day in sports history. Okay. uh, September 21st, 1970, NFL Monday Night Football makes its debut on ABC TV. With the Jets and the Browns, who played last night on Thursday Night Football. It was Howard Cosell, and it was Dandy Don Meredith, but it wasn't Frank Gifford. It was... Hello again, everybody. I'm Kit Jackson. Oh, Nelly, he was on there. He was the first play-by-play man for Monday Night Football. Only lasted a year. He wanted to go back to college football, and they brought over Frank Gifford from CBS. And since uh, you always astonish me with your knowledge, the score of the game? I can't remember that. I do remember Howard waxing on and on about Joe, Willie, Namath, and the Super Bowl champion New York Jets. The score was 31-21. Browns had a, a a great running back out of Purdue by the name of Leroy Kelly on that team. And one of the more unfortunate NFL names in history, a wide receiver by the name of Fair Hooker. <laughs> Where did that just come from? 
I'm sorry, one more time on that name. His name, I remember seeing his football card. His name was Fair Hooker. What was your most prized possession football card, Chuck Freebie? <laughs> well, not that one. Not that one? <laughs> it would be my Bobby Douglas football card. <laughs> Feel-good stories from the week. These are pretty exciting. I got. Ex- I, I, I love when a, a player gets to a chance to use their platform for good. New Orleans Saints' Benjamin Watson took to Instagram this week to announce a hashtag Freedom Friday. Over the next 15 weeks, he will highlight one of the charities or organizations he's encountered, recognizing a different one each week and then honoring it with a $5,000 donation. It's the Freedom Friday Initiative. That's a good dude right there. I mean, those charities could all use $5,000. And Ben Watson has been one of the more socially active players in the National Football League. Tigers pitcher Matthew Boyd has been working on launching a nonprofit with his wife Ashley and with some support from his team and some teammates, Kingdom Home uh, is launching. Have you heard of Kingdom Home? I have not. The Tigers announced this week during a press conference that they're proud to partner with the Boyds, who donated $100,000 to Kingdom Home. It's in Uganda. It's a place for kids who have been rescued from sex trafficking, gender-based violence, forced child marriages, and abandonment. One safe in the home, their material, emotional, educational, spiritual needs are met, and they're raised up with the love of Christ. Well, child trafficking continues to be one of the more under-publicized problems uh, in the world, and I know several people in the area, including my friend John Andrews, whose brother Nate is the head coach at Northwood, who are active in trying to combat that. Trey Burton, now in his first season with the Bears after signing a four-year deal this offseason with a heart to help others. Burton has decided to use his platform and the production he has on the field to help those trapped in sex trafficking and slavery around the world. Starting with this last week's game against the Seahawks, he'll be making donations to International Justice Mission. Uh, one of the leading organizations trying to put an end to slavery and human trafficking. Pretty sure Burton caught the first touchdown pass from our boy Mitch Trubisky last week in that Bears win. Mitch Trubisky, Triscuits, Nabisco. It's going to catch on, Chuck. Just you wait. At least for the listeners on the yak. Cubs? Cubs have a a two-and-a-half game lead over Milwaukee. They have three series left in the regular season. And they take on the White Sox in a late afternoon game at Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side. Big Crosstown Series. White Sox have played well in the second half of the year under Rich Renteria. And this isn't going to be easy for the Cubs. I'm sure Joe Mann hoping his team can get at least two out of three from their Crosstown rivals. Take us into the freebie car on Monday. What will you be listening to, or do you think it will be more discussion between husband and wife? Oh, that's that's a date, so that's discussion between husband and wife. Okay. Car will be parked. Game time. You're out in the bleachers. Let me ask you this. Is Tuesday night, Tuesday morning a dial it in, or do you think you'll physically be here? Uh, I'm calling it in Tuesday morning. <laughs> or, I'm, or I'm giving you an eagle, one or the other. So calling it in? Or giving you an eagle. How about this? How about doing your sports? From the bleachers. That means I would have to work during the game and have the other information handy. I'm not doing that for you. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, and it's none. Uh, on the man home front, we're all. I'm almost finished with Breaking Bad. This is my second run through, celebrating its 10 year anniversary. I see. I'm at the episode where uh, Walt's brother Hank finally figures out that Walt is Heisenberg. I'm very excited. Spoiler alert. And as a couple. 
We're almost done with Ozark season two. I highly recommend that show. Now, again, just give me the parameters of what Ozark is. I know you uh, tackled this in a previous episode briefly. You had two guys that worked in Chicago that had a financial firm uh, that ended up being money laundering for the mafia in Chicago. Okay. One partner gets killed. The other one says, I can get your money. I can, I've got a whole new idea for you. So they go down to the Ozarks, untapped territory, and they basically are buying up all these little businesses to do their money laundering. Okay. And the hole gets deeper and deeper as far as trouble goes. They, they get involved with this redneck couple called the Snells, who are bad news. They're dealing with another guy who uh, is a big fundraiser in the political world. There's a Kansas City mafia that's got their eye on them. There's an FBI agent that has a target on their back. And throw in the middle of it, Jason Bateman. By the way, you mentioned the Snells. That made me think of one other. It doesn't rank up with the feel-good stories that you had, but I saw this on Twitter this morning. Tampa Bay pitcher Blake Snell, who I believe is a 20-game winner now in the American League, last night traded a baseball to a fan in the stands for chicken tenders so that he could eat chicken tenders in the dugout during the game. And my question would be, what would be your price if, if a major league player said, I will give you this baseball for, you know, what, what would you recommend sending into the dugout for that? First of all, the three players that I would love to get a baseball from. Ben Zobris, number one. He's mm-hmm. my favorite Cub. My son loves Rizzo and Bryant. Well, so, who doesn't? Yeah. You know, th- there's that. Now, if they were to turn to us and say, I will give you this baseball, I would say. How much food would you give them? <laughs> I would say, let me give to you. And they, they don't have this at Wrigley, but they have it in South Bend. I'm a huge fan of the helmet nachos. Because you get the helmet at the end if you eat all the nachos. But they've already got a helmet. That's the thing. You're right. So I'm not sure that's the best. I think you'd have to go, if you're going to go Wrigley Field, I think you'd have to go with the bone of beef. The bone of beef? Yes. I would love to make a... Which Rizzo is an endorser of on TV, so that would be appropriate. I would love to give them like a Chicago reference, and maybe something from Hot Dugs. Yeah. Or I would love to go Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange Whip, three Orange Whips, to which they would probably not get that reference. No, they wouldn't because they're too young. Well, Zobrist isn't, but he, he might. What would you go with? Uh, I told you, the bone of beef. Bone I would beef. trade the bone of beef for the baseball, which, to be honest, is a bad trade because the baseball probably doesn't cost nearly as much as the bone of beef. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Happy birthday, Stephen King. Chuck tells me off mic he's never read a Stephen King novel. Well, that's because, you know, those books have words. And you've never seen a Stephen King movie. No. Or have you? Have you ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? I haven't. I know you're stunned, but I haven't seen it. How can we continue to have this friendship if you have not seen (laughs) Shawshank Redemption? Really? I haven't. I don't watch a lot of movies. How about The Green Mile with Tom Hanks? I've seen The Green Miles. That's Stephen King? You've seen a Stephen King movie. All right. All right. And I enjoyed that. James Caan in Misery? No, I'm familiar with it, but I have not seen it. Back to the 80s with Stand By Me? Yes, I have seen Stand By Me. You have seen a Stephen King movie. All right, so here is the weekend upon us. We thank you so much for listening to Episode 6. We'd also like to thank our one 
episode sponsor. Rabbit Wigs! Put that rabbit in a wig! Rabbit Wigs. Rabbit Wigs. Put that rabbit in a wig. Before we go, Nathan mentioned that he does enjoy the devotional that we do at the end of the show. So As I do will I. throw this in from Matthew 9.13. Go and learn the meanings of the word, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Good advice from Jesus to remind us to be a little less judgmental and also to Joe Madden not to sacrifice fun. Our first guest on Monday's show. There's something to look forward to. Basketball practice has begun. You're going to give it away? Should I or should I? uh, Boy, if I've learned my lesson in broadcasting, when they don't show up, it sounds really dumb. Yeah, so I would just, this is what we're planning for. We'll see if it happens. (laughs) Uh, For Chuck Freebie, I'm Corey Mann. Thank you so much for listening to Sports Yak. Hit the subscribe button, just like Anna did in our sales department. She'll never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That helps push the old sports podcast up to the top as well. Sports Yak, until next time. You've been listening to Sports Yak, proving anybody can have a podcast. Sports Yak, on the Studio DNA Network, this is Jimmy Schultz. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.